2: Hello. Live from Studio 6B. Here we go. Live from Studio 6B on a Thursday. Pran at the big board. Geo Big G is on COVID watch here. <laughs> yeah, we've got to get all the mics open here. We uh, we think um well we don't know yet. It's good geo didn't feel great this morning. It's getting tested, so we'll find out. But we're taking all precautions necessary here. Uh, live from Studio 6B on a Thursday night, busy night, lots to cover. We're going to spend most of our night tonight in the um, in the press briefing room, oh, which yay. last time I checked, I believe is federal property. And, and there's, <laughs> there's Jen Psaki today. I mean, I guess like, you can't give her too much of a hard time, but... Um, yes, you can. <laughs> no, no masks. No um, masks. You know Biden keeps the mask on although last night he was on federal property at the Lincoln Memorial and he didn't have a mask on after he signed the uh, his big uh, executive order so but we're going to spend most of the day and night uh, most of the show tonight in the press briefing room because um, Jen Psaki did her second press briefing coverage today and well she seemed a little perturbed here on day two with some of the questions, which I wouldn't even qualify them as, I mean, hardballs yet. I mean, Peter Doocy is the only one that even thought about challenging her. And um, she had no good answers for him, and she had no good answers for a couple of other reporters. That, I don't know, maybe she wasn't expecting even these <laughs> <laughs> types of uh these types of questions, which again, I, I, don't, I didn't qualify any of them as like gotchas, like what they used to do to, remember the early days of oh. Sean Spicer, oh, how they yeah. used to attack?
3: The early days, the middle days, the late days, every
2: day. Well, every, yes, but every day. I'm comparing, you know, day two to day two. So, watching,
3: so I'm I'm watching it here with Damon while he's going through some of the work doing his prep. And I'm just so disgusted <laughs> at the overall tenor. Like it's just like uh well we brought you uh we brought you popcorn and uh we brought you some uh soda. Uh, if you don't mind, we're gonna ask you a question or two.
2: See, I, I disagreed with Paul. Paul wasn't really he was paying attention, but he gets he get Paul gets so personally involved, his feelings get so personally involved with what he's listening to.
4: Uh Oh, is he one of the ones that'll be like, uh, watch a scary movie and say no, 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 don't go in there. I'm telling you you're an idiot. Oh, in that case case, yes. Yeah, I'm like,
3: honestly I'm like a 53 year old 400 pound like black woman in a movie theater screaming, baby don't go in there (laughs) yeah <laughs> i i yell i i
2: yell i'm a yeller
4: tom cruise i
3: love you don't go with so i love that
2: bit he's yelling at the bit. press briefing and i said well i don't think you're listening because i actually think she's getting a little perturbed at some of these questions so we'll go through them and see what you think and i'll point out what i thought when i was watching them cutting them up so i guess let's start with the kind of the thing of the day this cnn article that came out this morning where the headline was basically that the the Biden administration is starting from scratch. <laughs> now, we've talked on this show throughout, from March, February, when this thing started, throughout the year of last year. That what was Joe Biden's coronavirus plan? He was out there when, when he decided to come out of the basement. <laughs> what was his plan? He had no plan. He had no plan. Through the whole thing, he had no plan. And the only time, he, only thing he did have, or he would have a plan, he would tell us something that the president had already done. Oh, We're going to use the defense. Per- oh, by the way, when does um, when does um, Sheen after the depression start? Do we? Does anyone know? <laughs> because we're going to be running a big campaign of Shivan after the depression. If you remember, Joe told us
4: right. And, and ask your doctor uh, about what medication can treat schizophrenia depression. <laughs> yes,
2: yeah, so I wonder when that starts. But anyways, let me not get sidetracked. As long as you clear it with Fauci, you right. can. Yeah, he's back. Quack, quack. We can ask he's him. He's all uh, over the place. The quack is back. Yeah, um, <laughs> but quack. Joe Biden <laughs> had, right had no damn plan. He had no plan for the whole year. And anytime he had a plan, it was something the president already did. We're going to use the Defense Production Act. Well, no, Joe, we already did that. <laughs> uh, No, Well, no, we did. He's done that, too, Joe. So CNN today, because this is what the media has to do, right? Because now they have to find a way to build Biden up. Like I told you, there's going to be no more um, how many people died for the day. There's going to be no more death on the right side of your screen. There's going to be no more numbers because now now Joe's Joe's in charge. Joe's team's in. It's the home team's back now.
3: So you're going to tell me on CNN that big red with the blood drops yeah, dripping no. off the no, like a horror movie. That. Yeah, okay, yeah. that's that's going to be gone.
2: Nope. what you're going to see is what you saw today. How are they going to, how can they frame this? How can they build Joe up? What where can they put him to make it so they still can blame uh the prior administration. So that's what you started to see today. Oh, the Biden administration basically starting from scratch. Okay. Well, <laughs> we listened to these people for the whole year tell us that every time President Trump told us we'd have a vaccine by the end of the year, they told us that he should be um, in a mental institution because he was scaring the public and he was giving false information and he was giving things. There was no way that was going to happen. Well, what happened? Not only did we get one, we got three. And we've got probably three or four more right around the corner. So Will Operation the- Warp Speed, we know, was a huge success. They want to talk about the, the there's nothing, there's, starting from scratch, there's nothing here for the Biden administration. Well, if I remember back, um, when we think about ventilators, that we had none. The strategic stockpile was empty. That would be from the Obama administration that Joe Biden was a part of. Kathleen Sibelius, I can remember testifying in front of Congress saying, well, if we ever had a pandemic here, the national stockpile is really under, um, underwhelming when you look at what we have. Well, that's exactly what happened. So you can thank the previous administration for uh, PPE, for ventilators, for all the things that all these states needed. How quickly we forget the stupid governor of New York. Yeah, they tell me they're going to get this ship here. They're no Ma- Rachel Maddow. They're never going to get that ship <laughs> in the harbor in New York. And uh, uh, here it comes. A week early. We never going to get these hospitals built at the Javits Center. They're built, never used. They're never going to get the other ship to California for the stupid governor there. Well, they did. Never used. Although, and remember, these governors are the ones in charge of all the healthcare systems for these states. It was their call. What did Cuomo do? He spent 800000 on solar panels when he had the chance to decide if he thought the hospitals needed to be more of this or more of that or more doctors or more beds or more interns or more whatever. Those are all his decisions. So the idea that Joe Biden here is starting from scratch is so idiotic. <laughs> it's unbelievable. And it took about three questions for Fauci to put an end to this whole narrative that cnn started and then all their stupid reporters ran with it acosta of course um mj whatever her Brian name is stetler she whatever. did stetler who knows? he's on he's reliable sources you know on sunday <laughs> yeah <laughs> um the other doofus Don, that's Don on Levinhead. there there nah who knows he's probably on tonight still he's he's probably still talking about it starting from scratch you know chris I love when Cuomo and him talk that first five minutes. It's just, uh, you know. So CNN starts it, and and then everybody runs with it. Kristen Welker from NBC, Andrea Mitchell from NBC. Andrea Mitchell's about as dishonest as they come. But so they all ran with it to lay cover for Biden. There's nothing here. He's starting from scratch. Dr. Fauci steps up. uh, Fran, let's go cut 40. Fauci steps up to the... um, to the microphone today for the first time and we'll get to some of the questions he got from the press but he got this one from Kristen Welker run it
1: is the Biden administration starting from scratch with the vaccine distribution effort or are you picking up where the Trump administration left off
5: no I mean um, we certainly are not starting from scratch because there is
2: so at that point Jeff Zucker (laughs) and everybody at CNN said ah damn it (laughs) (laughs)
4: i'm surprised they just didn't cut the feed right there now they've they've been known to do that
3: she framed the question wrong she should have set him up with he could have had a a one second soundbite that could have hurt trump
2: so she asked him directly are you starting from scratch well no we're not starting from scratch i mean you can only go to you could go on to the um any of these government uh CDC websites and see how many vaccinations have been shipped how many people have been vaccinated whatever it is so this again but this is what they're going to do they're going to they're going to build up these stories it's almost it's almost like the wrap-up smear but it's not starting it from Pelosi it's starting within the media they're going to build these stories up headlines like that let their colleagues run with it give Biden cover For all the work he's got to do and, oh, what a hole he's been left in and there's nothing here. And meanwhile, we watched some of these um, these military sergeants come into the briefing room during the Trump administration and talk about the rollout, put graphics on the screen about what we're doing, how we're going to get this across all to all the states. Granted, it's it's very difficult and certainly the last mile getting it from into the person's arm is very difficult. Nothing's ever going to go perfectly. But this whole thing you said, this whole idea today that they built up is such a joke. Because Biden's had no damn plan. It's not like Biden all along has been saying, well, no, I would never have done this. I would have done this. He had no plan. I use the Defense Production Act. and no, we did that, Joe. Thanks. So let's do a little more Fauci here.
5: Activity going on in the distribution, but if you look at the plan that the president has put forth about the things that he is going to do, namely get community vaccine centers up, get pharmacies more involved, where appropriate, get the Defense Production Act involved—not only perhaps with getting more vaccine, but even the things you. What's?
2: I don't know if he came up with that on his own or someone fed him that. What's a co- what is a community vaccine center? Do we, does anyone have one of those in their town? Yeah, that's called CVS. What the hell is that? Where'd he right? come up with that? That's how, Oh, oh, Biden's going to do... Co- hey, did you hear this, Paul? Biden's going to do community vaccine centers. Yeah, but... <laughs> wow! Uh, but, but, Dame, isn't that the, the, the
4: purview of the state itself? It's like, okay, the, the federal government delivers... Here are the goods. You guys got it. We got you the vaccines. Go. They're supposed to like take it from there and set it up with hospitals, doctors, wherever the uh, vaccine centers, whatever they're doing, but they're not doing it correctly.
2: Or at least some some of them are are just bitching to the, um, to the federal government that they don't have enough of this or enough of that. So, you know, kind of similar to where we started when they didn't have enough PP. Well, the pres, but that president Trump got it done.
4: Right. And California sitting on what
2: 60 plus percent of their vaccine still hasn't been uh, doled out yet. About 20, last time I checked, 27% had been used of what they had. Right. But, but there's Fauci, I don't know. Is he making things? What is that? Community vaccine centers. I've never heard of that. I have no idea what that is. I have no idea what that is. They, they might. N- neither does anybody else, by the way. They might. No have idea. To- All right, live from Studio 6B. Let's crank that music up there, Bruce. Can't hear it. Live from Studio 6B on a Thursday night. Real America's voice. We got lots to do. Glad you're in. We're back right after this. Studio 6B on a Thursday night. Real America's Voice, Dish Network, Channel 219, Pluto TV, Channel 240. Gang's all here. Paul Nolan's going to do some news. Rick Delgado's here. Rick Amorati will have sports. Fran on the big board sitting in for G, who's waiting to see if he's got COVID or not. We hope not. And uh, Bruce is here taking over Fran's job on audio. Bruce is here. Bruce has done this before, but uh, this is not not an easy show to do technically, and the guys do a great job. And uh, Bruce is just jumping in here last minute to help us out, and uh, I'm appreciative of that, and he does a good job. And it's not an easy show to do.
3: That board is insane. I can't, I can't set my DVR, and these guys are, like, <laughs> nuclear weapons well, from there.
2: Mel, Paul, your mic's open, you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyways, let's jump back in the briefing room today because what, Dr. Fauci kind of started the whole um, day, and um, then Jen Psaki oh. took a bunch of questions and... Peter Doocy is the only one that I would consider a challenging question. Although some of the other ones, Jen didn't have a whole lot of answers for. So we'll get to some of those. But let's jump back to, let's, let's do this clip again, uh, Fran, from the beginning, 40, because this was the basis of really the most of the morning. CNN set this bogus article up that somehow, uh, you know, Biden's got to start from scratch. There's nothing here. And everybody ran with it. Kristen Welker asked Fauci this question to lead off, and uh, here it is one more time. Roll it.
1: Is the Biden administration starting from scratch with the vaccine distribution effort, or are you picking up where the Trump administration left off?
5: No, I mean, um, we certainly are not starting from scratch because there is activity going on in the distribution. But if you look at the plan that the president has put forth, about the things that he is going to do, yeah. namely get community vaccine centers up, get pharmacies more involved, where appropriate, what does that get mean? the Defense Production Act involved, not only perhaps with getting more vaccine, but even the things you need to get a good vaccine program, for example, needles and syringes that might be more useful in that. So it's taking what's gone on. But amplifying it in a big way.
1: President Biden said that what was left was abysmal, essentially. I mean, is there anything actionable that you are taking from the previous administration? Well, and is that delaying your efforts to get the vaccine? I mean, that's the question. No, I mean, we're,
5: we're, we're coming in with fresh ideas, but also some ideas that were not bad ideas with the with the with the previous administration. You can't nice say try, absolutely not usable at all. So we are continuing, but you're going to see a real ramping up of it. One
1: more final question. You had said that most people will be vaccinated by the middle of 2021. Is that still your expectation? Yes, it is. I mean, I, I believe that the
5: the goal that was set by the president of getting 100 million people vaccinated in the first 100 days is quite a reasonable goal. And when you get to the point, and, and one of the things that, that I think is, is something we need to pay attention to. And I quite frankly, I've been spending a considerable amount of my own time, is outreaching, particularly to minority communities, to make sure that you get them to be vaccinated and you explain why it's so important for themselves, their family, and their community. If we get 70 to 85 percent of the country vaccinated, let's say by the end of the summer, middle of the summer, I believe by the time we get to the fall, we will be approaching a degree of normality. It's not going to be perfectly normal but one that I think will take a lot of pressure off the American public. Oh
2: so, so the idea that all of what he just said is gonna be done and they're gonna do it from starting from scratch is so idiotic. Joe, uh, the president decides today that they're gonna to try to vaccine 100 million people, a million a day for 100 days. And he was actually, uh, he signed an executive order today and the press was there. This is uh, 62, friend, And um, because, you know, we're, Trump was doing about a million a day. So as Joe signed this executive order, one of the reporters, and you remember how they treated Trump at these things, the way they used to scream at him, whether they were in the Oval Office or whatever, and the questions they used to scream. So a reporter asked Joe, well, you know, we were doing a million under the, Former administration, do, do you think that maybe you could we should be able to set the bar a little higher? And here's how that um went. Roll it. you said goal Thank you guys. Is that
6: high enough? Shouldn't
2: you set the bar higher that's basically
6: where the US is right now? When I
0: announced it, you all said it's not possible. Come on, give me a break,
1: man. On,
0: that's Thank oh.
6: you.
1: Uh-huh. Thank you Thank you Thank you Joe, you're on
2: federal land, by the way.
1: <laughs>
2: you're on federal land. Put your mask on there. It's your own executive order. Well, I'm just glad oh, that Fox was a kind of an attack on the reporter, wasn't it?
3: Yeah. I, I, I'm surprised Fox isn't running it on a loop, you know, the way CNN would run everything on Trump. Yeah. But then again, that's right. Fox is part of the problem.
2: Um, I was a little surprised. Rick, do, did that seem like, um, I mean, come on, man. To the reporter, that's... um, Well, you
4: know what, uh, Damon? uh, uh, This is the angry Joe you get to see when you don't ask him the softball question about ice cream. This is what happens. Angry Joe comes out. Everybody knows it. You you just gotta... And I I, I think we're gonna get to see more and more of that as this happens. So I'm not surprised at all. I'm surprised... You know what? I am surprised it happened so quickly.
2: (laughs) President Trump used to... Yeah, President Trump used to get savaged on his, the way he used to talk. It's an attack on the First Amendment. It's attack on the free press. He's an attack on this. It's attack <laughs> yeah. on that. I don't remember yeah. President Trump in four years ever saying, come on, man. When, and, I, told you, when I told you I could do it, you told me it wasn't. You know, come on, man. But, like, and, and, he might, the only thing he missing from that was, you're an idiot, which is what he wanted <laughs> to say. Like he's told or, other people. Or, or, or the, full of SH, which he's told people too. Yeah, or challenging him to do push-ups. Yeah. Come on, Fats, as he used to say to a guy. <laughs>
3: Come yeah, on, do you, Fats. What did he say to the soldiers? You're all lame or whatever? Right.
2: Well, that's a perfect lead into today's crazy town. And I'm going to play it twice in the show because I love it so much. <laughs> this, um, this one comes out from our friend A64, uh, who I absolutely love his content. And um, let's roll that, friend. Here's today's crazy town. Because Joe's got rules, you know. Big rules. Listen up.
0: But I'm not joking when I say this. If you're ever working with me, and I hear you treat another colleague with disrespect.
2: Look, look, here's the deal. You're
0: a 4 You're a You're a damn liar, man. Get your words straight, Jack. And I hear you treat another colleague with disrespect. Talk down to someone. I probably have a much higher IQ than you do. why, 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 You're getting nervous, man. You have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, and you ain't black. Talk down to someone. I promise you I will fire you on the spot. You're a line dog-faced pony soldier. Unlike the African-American community, with notable <laughs> exceptions, the Latino community is an incredibly diverse community. On the spot. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. You cannot go to a 7-Eleven or a Dunkin' Donuts unless you have a slight Indian accent. Oh. On the spot. No ifs, ands, or buts. Yeah. This isn't a political statement like those ugly folks over there.
6: Why, 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 why,
0: why, why? Everybody is entitled to be treated with decency and dignity. Just clap for that, you stupid bastard.
3: Oh, that's great work. work. Wow. Wow.
2: <laughs>
1: wow.
2: <laughs> yeah, sure, Joe. Oh. We take you seriously.
3: And they didn't show him sniffing anyone.
2: No, I know we they didn't, didn't have, show him groping. No, we didn't kids. have any of those. Tara Reid wasn't in this. And uh, no, but uh, Joe, uh, hey, listen, they fire you on the spot. Well, Joe, maybe you want to start by looking in the mirror. Yeah. You know what's funny, too? is that, What did he take? One question and he ran off? Uh, when he signed the executive yeah. order. He, yeah, yeah he just, the guy just asked the one question. Didn't Tr- scream it didn't, uh, like they used to do to Trump. Yeah. No, just one question. Do you think that the bar should be a little higher of a million people a day? Because that's what we were doing before. Reasonable. It's Not uh, even a tough question. I well, say you, a lot of things.
4: They caught him copying off the other guy.
2: But Joe has no plan. That's why he has no answer. Because he has no plan. He's had no plan. I'm going to the Defense Production Act. Uh, Joe, we've already done that. Well, we're going to do it anyways. 6B on a Thursday night. Real America's Voice, Dish Network, Channel 219. Pluto TV, Channel 240. Paul's here with news. Rick Delgado's here. Rick Aramorati's going to do some sports. But right now we're in the press briefing room and we're going to stay there because I haven't even gotten to Gensaki yet. So let's work through some of these clips. So I'll guarantee you if Fauci had um, if Fauci had played along and the question of if you're starting from scratch, if he had said, oh, yeah, you know, uh, I'm sure the press had questions ready to go on that how could you know they would have just hammered Trump as much as they could but since they didn't get that they had to go to their backup questions so let's go to 41 Fran so here's here's a question that Fran got from a so-called reporter this is supposedly a real question listen to this
6: you're one of the few holdovers uh, from the previous administration this current one what has been uh, your experience uh, with this new team and in your view what would have been different in terms of the trajectory of this outbreak from the start had a team like this been in place at the beginning
2: okay now stop well, i can tell you what wow. would uh, what would have happened to an outbreak like this if a team like this had been put into place so Who is he referring to, I wonder, here on day two? Jen Who's he referring to? Biden? Biden has no plan. He doesn't even know where he is. What team is he referring to? Fauci's been in this thing since it started. Wear a mask. Don't wear a mask. Wear a mask. Don't wear a mask. I mean, Fauci's been all over the place on every damn issue there is. So what is that question? Can someone explain that question to me? Wow, what, what, what do you think would have happened with this outbreak if a team like this had been put together from the start? I don't, even know, I don't even know what that question is. What President Trump was able to do from February to have a vaccine ready before the end of the year, and three of them, the, the ventilators, the PPE, o- Operation Warp Speed as a whole, I mean, that, that's, that's just a question of... Um, That's just another setup question to try to give him something to tear down the previous administration to run cover for Biden. So let's hear what Fauci says. Go ahead.
5: Well, I can tell you my my impression of 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 what's going on right now. The team, I don't know if I can extrapolate other things, but one of the things that was very clear as recently as about 15 minutes ago when I was with the president is that. One of okay. the things that we're going to do is to be completely transparent, open, oh. and honest. When <laughs> <I, yeah, you're laughs> right. things okay. go wrong, That's not a big point change. fingers, but to correct them. How's the that going to do? And to make everything we do be based on science oh. and evidence. Okay. I mean, that was literally a conversation I had. 15 minutes ago with the president and he has said that multiple times The news.
6: looking back on on your comments over the last 10 or 12 months would like to now with that sort of license to 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 amend or clarify no i mean what kind
5: of question is that everything on the base that's why i got in trouble sometimes you wonder why i get ticked off
2: is there uh is there anything you like to say to trash trump is that possible here can we get something from you we got you know we got to write a headline here well, i got to have something to lead, lead with, Dr. Fauci. Come on.
4: And, and you know what's interesting about that is that so what he's saying is that everything that he said, Dr. Fauci, because he's part of that team, he was, he was a big part of that, is everything that he was saying wasn't transparent? Is that what he's saying? I don't know. Was he lying to us the whole time?
2: That's a good question. I mean, he's the, he's the big bureaucrat here right. who's been there for 50 years in the same job. I mean, he's the big lib. You know, this is his guy now, his president. So, what, well, yeah, what is he saying? Well, well, well. And what's the big team? What te- what's the team? Are we supposed to think uh, that Biden and Harris have, are, are all of a sudden brought some uh, astute level of clarity to this whole situation? <laughs> what the hell are we? I mean, what team? What's changed? Redfield, Fauci, they've all been there. All these clowns. And they've been on every side of every situation. Wear a mask. Don't wear a mask. Surgeon General got fired. Biden asked him to step down. I noticed that. So well, who are they talking about? What kind of a question is that? It's not, it's not a question. It's not journalism. It's... Right. And it's trying to get him to lead him to try to say something to trash Trump. Because that's all they're still interested in. Have you noticed, by the way, how many of these questions still deal with Trump? They can't move on. They've got no- nothing to ask to gain any information for you, the public. It's just about trying to either set him up to trash Trump or ask him some mm, question about how he feels. And speaking of that, here's, here's, a real, here's an ass-kissing right here. Listen to this one. This is 43. I don't know who this guy is. Listen to this question. Go ahead. You've joked a couple times t- today already it's about the, that... the difference in,
6: that you feel in being... Hmm. Kind of the spokesperson for this issue in this administration versus the previous one. Can you can you talk a little bit about how free, how much different do you feel less constrained? <laughs> what is the you know I mean you you for so many times you stood up behind the podium with Donald Trump standing behind you. That was a different that was a different feeling I sh- I'm, I'm sure than it is yeah. today. Can you talk Loan a little it. bit about, about how you feel? Uh, kind of released from from what you had been doing for the last year. Released, yeah, but you said I was joking about it. I was very serious. <laughs> uh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't joking.
5: Uh, no, actually, I uh, mean, I mean, obviously, I don't want to be going back, you know, over history. But it was very clear that there were things that were said, uh, be it regarding things like hydroxychloroquine and other things like that, that really was an uncomfortable because they were not based on scientific fact. I can tell you, I, I take no pleasure at all in being in a situation of contradicting the president. So it was really something that you didn't feel that you could actually say something and there wouldn't be any repercussions about it. The idea that you can get up here and talk about what you know, what the evidence, what the science is and know that's it. Let the science speak. It is somewhat of a liberating feeling.
6: You basically vanished for a a few months uh, there for a while. You feel like you're back now?
2: (laughs) I think so. (laughs) So let, let me translate that. So, Dr. Fauci, how does it feel to now be working with someone who spent most of the summer in their basement, had no plan, and won't really hold you accountable and put you on the hook for anything so you can come out here and just basically do what you want, as opposed to, a president who stood over your shoulder and didn't take any of your BS nonsense political hackery. That's what the question should have been. Because that's the difference. That's the difference. Yeah,
4: and, he, and again, he goes, he goes against the science of a proven medication, hydroxychloroquine. And nobody pushes back on him. Right, Something that's been available for 50 plus years. Wow, used listen, all over
2: the world. Trump was, Trump was positive about it, Rick. He's the one who brought it up.
3: And and right, and his Moderna stock is soaring as he cackles and giggles.
2: If Fauci had brought it up, well, everybody would have gotten it because, you know, because Trump brought it up. It was now in, inject yourself with bleach and that yeah. nonsense. Did oh, you he- hear what he said? You mean a doctor
4: in another country that has actual studies and results from using this? Uh, and he didn't ask me first.
2: <sighs> How do you feel, Dr. Fauci, working with um, Joe Biden as opposed to President Trump? Well, it was nice talking to a president who could actually complete sentences. But now, well, I can make out what he's saying for the most <laughs> part. You know, I've got friends with me here who kind of decipher what Joe's trying to say. And he won't hold me accountable for anything. And listen, we're going to go have dinner with Hillary Clinton tonight, our, our best friend. So I'm not too worried. It's pretty good. That's my's be what he said. All right, so let's get to Saki. Uh, so Jen Saki, after Fauci left, quack quack, she took some questions, and uh, let's just go through them. Forty-four, Fran. Here's the first one. Kristen, if
1: Walker. You follow up on that. The work of the Senate is being held up by this dispute over the filibuster. Where does President Biden come down on that? Does he think that there should not be a filibuster so that the Senate could move forward with its work?
2: Okay, so stop it here. So let's talk about this now because this is going to come up a couple times. We've heard lots of unity talk. Unity, 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 unity. So Joe Biden in his inaugural speech for unity could have said, I'm going to ask Nancy Pelosi and my party, we're not going to destroy the filibuster. We're not going to pack the courts. I understand why republicans and 75 million people who voted for the president are worried about the filibuster because why do we have the senate then if we ruin it i understand we're not going to pack the courts we're not going to end the filibuster we're not going to look for statehood for dc and puerto rico and we're not going to add senators all of that that's a step towards unity some acknowledgement of it so this is the first time she's asked about it. From Kristen Walker at NBC, how about the legislative filibuster? You guys want to get stuff done. If you can't get the votes, what are you going to do? Let's hear her answer.
7: Well, the president-elect spoke just yesterday, as you all saw, about uh, the spirit of working together and bipartisanship to confront the four crises facing us. Uh, you've already seen him work with Republicans and Democrats and, and uh, work toward a bipartisan uh, approach to passing packages that will address the crises we're facing and that certainly is his priority and his preference. Uh, so that's what he'll continue to work on on day two of the administration. Go ahead, Mike, share. Okay,
2: Sorry. See, you call
7: I, I just gave you a hard time. Go ahead.
2: Okay, so she can... Uh, I have this in another clip. So she continues on. Let's go to um, the next one. for uh, Fran 46. Roll for that.
6: Um, so I want to push you a little bit more on, on that question. Mm-hmm. Like if, if there's this call for unity that the president made in his speech yesterday but there has so far been almost no fig leaf even to the republican party you don't have a republican cabinet member like president obama obama and uh, I think President Clinton had you you know uh, the executive orders that he's come out the gate have been largely designed at erasing as much of the Trump legacy as as you can with executive orders much of which the Republican party likes and agrees with you've put forth a, an immigration bill that has a path to citizenship but doesn't do much of a nod towards the border security and you've got a 1.9 trillion dollar uh, COVID relief bill that has, as folks have said, already drawn all sorts of criticism. Where is the, where is the actual
5: Where's action
6: the behind this idea of bipartisanship? And when, when are we going to see one mm-hmm. of those, you know, sort of substantial outreaches that says this is something that, you know, the Republicans want to do too?
7: Well, I guess what I would send back to you, there's a lot in there, so let me do my best here. But uh, Mike, is is unemployment insurance only an issue that Democrats in the country want? Uh, do only Democrats want their kids to go back to schools? Uh, do only Democrats want vaccines to be distributed across the country? That's We feel that that package, he feels that package is designed for bipartisan support. I will also say that we have also had some uh, positive developments um, on our confirmations and our nominees. Uh, last night, as you all saw, uh, his no- the president's nominee, uh, now confirmed leader, first female leader of the intelligence community, was confirmed with a vote of 85 to 10, 84 to 10. You can check me on that. But an overwhelming vote. Um, we, we've seen progress today on, uh, on the nomination and hopeful confirmation of uh, Lloyd Austin. So there is movement um, supported by both uh, sides of the aisle and members of both parties. I think if you talk to Democrats or Republicans on the Hill, which I know many of you do, they will say um, they're not looking for something symbolic. They are looking for engagement. They're looking to have a conversation. They're looking to have a dialogue. And that's exactly what he's going to do.
2: Mm -hmm. we got time for one more here, Fran47. Let's roll that. I still haven't heard an answer.
8: Um, Just
1: following up on what Kristen asked, I don't think I've heard an answer about whether the (laughs) president supports uh, keeping the filibuster or where he sits on that. Has he talked to Senator Schumer about that? I mean, he served there a long time. What are his thoughts on that? I think what
7: I was conveying to Kristen is that uh, the president has been clear. He wants to work with members of both parties and find bipartisan paths forward. And um, I don't have any more conversations to read out for you at this point in time. Specifically answer that, unless I'm not understanding your answer. I don't think I have more, more to add to, to my answer.
2: Oh, <laughs> oops, that was good. don't think I've heard an answer there. So our, uh, our friend Michael Knowles of the show, by the way, congratulations to Michael Knowles on the birth of his first child. Uh, looks like a little boy. Looks like he's healthy. Everybody's healthy and happy. So congratulations to him. He just tweeted, more people died today on Joe Biden's watch. How many more deaths are Democrats willing to tolerate before they prioritize public health and impeach Joe Biden? And I agree with him.
4: Yeah. And and has Joe revealed his cure for cancer yet? I remember I remember hearing something about that.
2: No, I don't believe so. No, not yet. He's still no. holding that one? All yeah. right. All right, let's do some sports. And here with that is Rick Emery. What's going on, pal?
9: a big deal. Let's go right to the NHL. A couple of scores. All these games right now at the end of the second period in the intermission. Islanders are up 2-1 to one over the Devils. Okay, Jets Paul's four- happy. Yes, Paul smiling. Uh, Jets 4 nothing over the Senators. Flyers lead the Bruins one nothing. and the Canadians and Canucks play at 9-30, and the uh, Avalanche visit the Kings at 10 p.m. tonight. NBA scores. Just one game right now in action. The Bucks lead the Lakers 51-49 with about three minutes to go in the second. LeBron James leads all scores right now with 17 points, and we got two basketball games on tap tonight at nine. In NCAA, UCLA, California, and Indiana visit Iowa. We'll have this update on those scores in the next segment. Um, and I got a little bit of a long story here, Big D. You're gonna have to bear with me on this one, but this is a Buffalo Bills story. A uh, good story, reported by Yahoo Sports. Two Bills fans, one tweet, and one Reddit post triggered over $450,000 for a Lamar Jackson tra- charity. Is this sports' next great tradition? Two Bills fans uh, got together, uh, and on the last play in the third quarter of Saturday night's Baltimore playoff game, Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson was knocked to the ground and slammed his head on the turf. He spent the rest of the game in concussion protocol. Watching from his home in Tonawanda, New York, Bills fan William Burke felt uneasy. There was no question that, competitively speaking, having Jackson out of the game was a good thing for his team. Buffalo would indeed advance to Sunday's AFC Championship game against Kansas City. Still, no one wants to win that way. I said, this is not how this should have gone down, Burke said. I want The Bills to win, but with Lamar Jackson, I love the guy. He's a hell of a player. He's a hell of a guy. Burke 23 decided to do something about it along with fellow Bills fan Dan Konopowski. They jointly posted on social media that maybe Buffalo fans could donate $8, Jackson's jersey number, to the charity that the 2019 NFL MVP works with, Blessings in a Backpack. The Louisville, Kentucky-based organization serves school kids who receive government-funded lunch by providing them food to carry with them through the weekend. Jackson, a South Florida native, became associated with it after the 2016 Heisman Trophy at the University of Louisville that he won. Burke sent out the idea on Twitter. Connor Paskey posted it to a bill centric reddit feed. The goal was a small was small. They figured a few people would see it. They had read that the blessing's going to backpack and feed a single child for an entire school year for just one hundred and fifty dollars. Maybe Bill's fans could help feed a couple of kids. I thought maybe it would raise two three hundred dollars. Well, lo and behold, it ended up raising four hundred and fifty eight thousand dollars. sixteen thousand four hundred and fifty individual donations in jackson 's honor had been made, and they were able to track that. Almost all of those donations came from this from this Buffalo, city of Buffalo. So incredible! uh, Kudos to the Buffalo Mafia for doing something for Lamar Jackson. Bills uh, Mafia
3: representing
9: exactly. exactly Great story. And uh, YouTube star Jake Paul, I know D loves this guy, to return to the ring in April. Boxing's most polarizing act will return to the ring this spring. Jake Paul will fight April 17th against an opponent to be termined, determined. It was announced Wednesday, Paul, the YouTube star with social media Supernova, has signed with Fight Club, the new boxing promotion launched by the team behind the social media work networking app Trilla, and rapper and media personality Snoop Dogg. Paul will headline the event, which does not yet have a location. In addition to Paul, the card will have three major undercard fights and will spotlight several prominent music acts and commentators, according to the release. Yeah, I'm on the undercard. <laughs> Me and Paul are fighting. That's how hey. big an event it is.
2: This guy Paul. I mean, the fact a... that we referred to him as a boxer. I mean, listen, obviously the kid smarts made a lot of money, figured out how to do it. Uh, he's a boxer. I mean, he's knocked out a nick. We know they <laughs> suck at everything. He a really short a nick. nick Nate a... Robinson, and baby. He, and he knocked out, uh, I don't know who else. I Nate mean, Robinson. That's can it. he fight? Like, let, I, let's I, put him in the ring with someone who actually has trained You know what the next fight's going to be? Ronda Rousey. Yeah.
3: You think so? Before
2: we start referring to him as like the next big thing in boxing, I don't think – I mean, I know boxing has fallen off the oh, map. it's gone. But I don't think it's gone that far. Di- is this guy's going to be the main draw? I mean, I don't know the kid. No. I mean, t- Smart has made a lot of – good for him, but yeah. – uh, he's like he's like the biggest draw in boxing.
9: Well, I think Triller's is becoming a big thing, especially with Snoop Dogg. And I know the last the last presentation, I think we all felt that that was really a different spin on boxing. So I think they're just trying to really promote Triller and where the direction they're going. Big D. Uh, I, and I, 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 I like
4: the guy. As a matter of fact, I yeah.
9: I hope he keeps getting more popular because
4: people are going to want to see him get his butt knocked out.
9: Yeah, well, I'm just going to want to see it. He, he called out Conor McGregor. He made some insults to there his wife go. last month. I saw that uh, on Twitter. And uh, he's look, he's angling for a big fight. You watch this big mouth to land himself a multi-million dollar fight. Yeah. I don't know if it'll be worth anything, but...
2: I'll take him seriously when he decides to get into the octagon to fight. And not, yeah. just th- not just punches. If you want to fight, fight. If he's such a... If he wants to fight, then go fight. Like, real fight. Not just if you want to box. Go fight a boxer, then, who's trained to be a boxer. If you want to yeah. fight, go step into the octagon. Yeah. I'll give him 8 seconds against any <laughs> UFC fighter.
1: 8
9: seconds. Flatlined. Yeah and uh, Big D just one more story I want to squeeze in a better wins over 103000 on a 250 sangay 11 leg parlay in the Celtics 76ers matchup the better did a game day parlay in the game last night a one better played a 250 wager on an 11 game leg parlay for the Celtics game and every leg ended up hitting which netted the better $103,041.28 for a game day parlay it's often taking a certain player over or under for a particular statistic such as points assists or rebounds this particular Parlay started out with the Sixers money line, which ended up being a good good idea since the Sixers won the game 107-109. Besides being the dog, in addition, only four of the individual legs had anything to do with Celtics players. Oddly enough, two of those concerned points and rebounds over Boston center Tristan Thompson, who probably isn't a player that many bettors place wages on. The better also placed wages on the Joel Embiid over for, for 24.5 points and 9.5 rebounds. Of course, Embiid absolutely dominated the game to the tune of 42 points and 10 rebounds. Um, it's rare that same game Paul is hit with, many, with as many legs without the better placing a wager of more than a few dollars. However, this and, better was clearly extremely confident in the selection, so he put down a nice chunk of change okay
2: let's get his number and give it over, get it over to paul so he can call
9: 11 him. legs paul 11 yep. that's a that's a that's a nice score yep and nice reason why we score I report on that because my Sixers did beat the Celtics and last and, uh, night. My first place. Oddly,
3: in a related story, he went Your on sixers to lose. Suck.
9: So get out of here! They're good. <laughs> we're rocking, baby. If Ben Simmons could ever hit his jump shot, man, we're going to head to the East Finals. Okay. In a
3: related story, that guy lost every single dollar at the blackjack
6: table. <laughs> yeah, four
9: exactly. <laughs> exactly right. That's the problem. These guys hit these scores, and then they go to the slot
2: machines, and it's all gone. Yeah. Right. Uh, all right. Is that it? That's a wrap, trick? big day. That's all a wrap. Right. Let's do some news here with Paul Nolan. What's going on, Mister Nolan? Well,
3: America's favorite sweetheart. Nancy Pelosi is not <laughs> worried about impeaching Trump after leaving uh,
2: <laughs>
3: um, impeaching Trump after leaving undermining Biden's message of unity. Uh, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi said Tuesday she's not worried about whether she doesn't care about a damn thing is what she said. Uh, whether impeaching Trump will undermine the newly unity, bar. Yeah. She said, here's a her quote: "I'm not worried about that. The fact is, the former president of the United States committed an act of, of incitement and insurrection."
2: I'm not. I'm not. I'm not worried how, about how, this.
3: How is she still alive? let alone there. <laughs> the president the, incited damn, violence. Crip keeper. God, over there. she's
2: an evil witch. Oh. She is Ugh. evil. God, she's just awful.
3: In another, uh, in another sweeping move of patriotism. Um, Biden disbands Trump's 1776 project, uh, you know, committed to promoting patriotic education. (laughs)
2: We can't have that. (laughs) We
3: cannot have that. uh, Biden ended the project Wednesday with an executive order that also overturned the final report released this week by the group.
2: They couldn't get it off the White House. They couldn't get it off the website fast enough. Yeah, the
3: commission was established in, tw- in September of 2020 after the publication of the New York Times 1619 Project, yes. which attempted you know, to reframe the U.S. history by making the consequences of slavery and the contributions to black Americans more central to a national narrative, basically divide and conquer. So uh, that's yeah. a thing well, it of the past.
2: It can't be having any patriotic education here, no. the Department of Education. We will not have I have an article here, as a matter of fact, about... Uh, Biden's bipartisan plan, destroy American education by Stanley Kurtz, which I'll get to here in hour two. All right, live from Studio 6P, glad you're in. More clips of Jen Psaki, who's not too happy with the press uh, I think here on day two. from Studio 6B, Hour 2 on a Thursday night, Real America's Voice, Dish Network, Channel 219, Pluto TV, Channel 240. Have you uh, you seen this audio floating around social media of Joe Biden's YouTube stream today? So Joe Biden's yeah. talking on this YouTube stream, and all of a sudden you hear another voice. And it sounds like this other voice, which is much louder than Biden, who's on camera, Sounds like he's talking to someone on the phone, and he says something like, well, you know my life, Um, I'm trying to do this thing right now, I just agreed to a plea deal, you know, and then the audio cuts out, it's about like a nine second clip, Biden's on camera talking, and all of a sudden you hear this strange voice, I have no idea if it's real, um, but it is, I'll tell you, it's awfully strange.
4: Yeah, and, and it, it was kind of gaining steam just before we were coming on to the show. Um, it, it is, it's odd, because you wonder, okay, who, is it, is it, like you just said, could it be just a, a cross of a, of a phone, you know, everything digital, maybe something got crossed in a line, or is it somebody that's working there who's talking to somebody else? But From for some li- reason,
2: they're mic'd up or maybe their phone is clicked it. Who knows? From the little I've seen, they say that it's not. Everybody thought it was Hunter Biden. Obviously, start talking about a plea deal. Yeah. But supposedly, um, they Wait, said he on. wasn't signed he- into the White House today. Wait,
6: you,
3: people think Hunter's going to take a plea deal? He's off the hook. His dad's the president.
2: Well, that may, nah, listen, <laughs> you know, that may be so. That's too. outlandish. <laughs> but, um, Pardon me. I don't know. It's very strange. I have no, I mean, it could be a total uh, nonsense. I have no idea. But it, it really is, a, it's awfully strange. If you're on social media, you'll come across it. Biden's sitting there talking to the camera and all of a sudden you start hearing this voice. And he says, well, yeah, I just took a, just took a plea deal for, uh, I don't know. It's very strange. Anyways, um, all right, let's jump back in the briefing room here. Cut 48 is where we left off. Jen Psaki in the press today. Uh, roll it.
1: My question is this, and it's about unity again. I've heard from conservatives
7: who are afraid that the President is going to try to pull back religious conscience exemptions
1: for groups like Little Sisters of the Poor. The President pledged he would do that in July when Little Sisters won a a case in the Supreme Court. Uh, The Health and Human Services nominee, Javier Becerra, uh, pursued that line of going, going
7: after the exemptions as Attorney General of California. What's the President going to do on that? I haven't discussed that particular issue with him. I'm, I'm happy to circle back with you, but I, I don't. There's not a change in his position from what he said earlier this summer.
2: Hmm. So, just another question that she has no answers to, as Biden and his radicals, who are going to come in, and in the end, we know that they're going to do everything that they said they were going to do. It's it's like it's like the fracking thing. <laughs> anyone who anyone who believed that the. Um, He wasn't going to get back in the Paris Climate Accord just for the sake of saying he did it, um, knowing it's not doing anything for the um, atmosphere or anything else, for greenness or anything else. And he wasn't going to ban fracking. um, It's just fooling themselves. (laughs) So anyone in Pennsylvania, I tweeted this, I don't want to hear anybody, anything from a voter in Pennsylvania when gas goes to $5 a gallon and your jobs are going shipping overseas. Because he bans fracking in the state on all federal land, and, and, and God knows even past that. Because that's what he's going to do. And if you don't think he's going to, you're fooling. Again, you're fooling yourselves. These people, when they have their agenda, they lock arms, they march through, they burn the place down on the way through, and they get to the other side.
3: And they tell you, you
2: burnt the place. Now, true, too. And all these executive orders, if any of the Republicans had any guts, they'd take every one of them and challenge them to some court like they did with Trump. Everything. How many things did we hear? A federal district judge did this, or a federal district judge did that, or a federal district judge did this. Well, one of the things President Trump did was put a lot of people in these lower courts, so why don't we try them out? Why don't we see if we could find one of them? Why don't they challenge some of these executive orders? Every single one of them But they won't. They won't, because it's like Nancy Mace. They don't, they don't know who they're up against. They don't recognize it. They think they can get all get along. No, I'm going to be the new voice <laughs> yeah. of the Republican Party, don't you know? We' got to get away from Trump. I'm going to be the new voice. Me and Mitt Romney and Susan Collins and um, Adam Kinzinger and all of them, we're going to get together and don't be the new Lindsay. voice.. We're going to get along with Nancy. And then they get run over and they pick their head up and they go, what was that that just ran us over? Oh, yeah. Those were dentches. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was Nancy and crew that you thought you were going to get along with. Uh, let's continue. Jen Psaki today, uh, 49. friend, roll it.
1: He says, we saw the president warmly greet uh, Mayor B- uh, B- Bowser during the parade yesterday. She is pushing for the D.C. statehood measure
4: no. to
7: be on the president's desk within 100 days. Will the administration
1: get behind this bill,
2: and does the president support it? Okay, stop. I hate to. So again, here's a. This is um crucial, crucial thing. Are we going to go for statehood for D.C. and Puerto Rico? Add two senators, Democratic senators, so that they can be in perpetual um power. Pack then the courts, so they have perpetual backup from the courts. Get rid of the filibuster, ram through the Green New Deal and every other legislative um, thing they can come up with. Bernie Sanders and Joe will be sitting there going through the men manif- hey, hey, the of. They'll be th- slamming them through, and Republicans will be there sucking their thumbs, doing nothing about it. <laughs> and. Are going to say some way worse? So here's the, here's the question Mario Bowser uh, is all for it. Let's come on, let's go here. <laughs> DC statehood doesn't matter if it's unconstitutional. What, who cares? Let's go. Well, here's her answer. Go ahead.
7: Uh, I hate to disappoint you, but I will have to circle back with you on oh. that as well. There's quite wow. a bit going on. I have not discussed D.C. statehood with him in the last 36 hours.
2: <laughs> of course. <laughs> what have you guys talked about? Didn't he give you anything to, anything? Yeah. Only the press secretary for the new president here. Right. These are all things that were uh, on the ballot. Again, in Georgia, this was on the ballot. Maybe people in Georgia didn't know it because they were too busy listening to Lynn Wood. <laughs> but these were all things that were on the ballot. We only needed to win one, and all of this would be off the table, we think, uh, other than, you know, Romney caving or someone caving, would have been off the ballot. Now we got to hope for Joe Manchin. Good luck with that. But she has no answers. She has no answers. Let's keep going. Cut 50. Roll that. You on XL, the decision uh, yesterday from the president. What, what would you say to those who have... No, lost just hold it for a second. Will... <laughs> I want you to remember. This is about the XL pipeline. I want you to remember oh, yeah. Peter Alexander, that doofus from NBC who sat in there and said to the president on multiple occasions, multiple occasions, what would you say, uh, President Trump, to all the families and the people out there that ha- have no hope, who's lost a loved one, who have despair, who have this and if you remember President Trump said what a nasty way to ask a question what a nasty way to frame the question put it up what would you say to the families who you've killed people that's basically what he was asking them just remember that here's this question go ahead you stone XL the decision uh, yesterday from the president what, what would you say to those who have lost their job or will lost their job as a result of that decision what, what would the message from the president in the White House be
7: the message of the president in the White House would be that he is uh, committed, his record will show shows the American people that he's committed to uh, clean energy jobs, uh, to jobs that are not only good, high-paying jobs, uh, union jobs, uh, but ones that are also good for our environment. He thinks it's possible to do both. Uh, he led an effort uh, when he was the vice president uh, to. Put millions of people to work uh, with those both of those priorities in mind, and he will continue to do that as president. Uh, but he had opposed the Keystone Pipeline back in 2013 uh, when it was uh, when when there was a consideration of the permit. Or, sorry, I don't think it was 2013. I think it was a little bit after that. Uh, and he's been consistent in his view, and he was delivering on a promise he made to the American public during the campaign. Yes,
2: because you see, we don't have to change our mind on anything. We don't. We don't care that this th- project had started. We don't care that people lost their job. Well, sorry, those of you who lost your job. We're going to create better jobs for people because we're going green here, don't you know? We don't care that you lost your job. We're going to create jobs for other people. Those of you who lost it, oh, well. Those of you who had invested billions of dollars into this project as it started, oh, well. We're going back to what we said in 2013 because you know what? We never have to change what we stand for. because We never have to. Because whatever we stand for, we ram through. So as soon as we get power, that's all we need. We have our power. That's it. So if you lost your job, now oh well, too bad. Call uh, AOC's office and apply for one of her new Green Deal jobs. That's coming up. That's the best we can give you, basically.
3: Hey, hey guys, can you give uh, Ice Cube a little ring and dingy? You guys said you get to him on the platinum plan. Yeah, that yeah. Trump has been working on. You said you wait until after the election. Yeah, yeah. yeah election sure. Rigging I'm, I'm, sure had. I'm, I'm sure off. that's coming. I'm sure that's coming.
4: Or maybe those people can learn to code. Didn't he say that too? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah,
2: learn, learn to code. Yeah. Oh, all right. Exactly. Right? All right. Uh, let's keep going here. We've got a couple left. Uh, what are we on, France <clears> sixty? <throat> Yeah, okay, run that.
8: Why weren't President Biden and all members of the Biden family masked at all times on federal lands last <laughs> night if he signed an executive She's order like, that carry masks on federal <laughs> lands at all times?
7: at the inaugural at
8: the memorial yes i i think
7: steve he was celebrating uh, an evening uh, of a historic day in our country and certainly he signed the mask mandate because it's a way to send a message to the american public about the importance of uh, wearing masks, how it can save tens of thousands of lives. We take a number of COVID precautions, as you know, here in terms of testing, social distancing, mask wearing ourselves as as we do every single day. But <laughs> I don't know that I have more for you on it than that.
3: Yeah. Oh, oh, hold on. On. oh yeah. Just this is important. She just got fired and they just hired Kaylee McEnany to take over her yeah, job.
2: No. <laughs> um, so okay. She has no answer. Uh, so she has her answer is he was celebrating. <laughs> celebrating. So those of you on federal land riding a, um, you know, a train or a bus <laughs> somewhere, just get up, do a little. Celebrating. I'm think, celebrating. Think, no right. joke.
3: I swear to God. My Here's buddy just lost his liquor license on Christmas Eve because his son and friends were in there celebrating, cheering Christmas Eve. After the place was closed, state authorities came in. And took his liquor license because they didn't... Four people who were friends, not family, didn't have their masks. It cost him 28000 to get his license back. Mm-hmm. Think about that. Well, maybe they have, could get a fund for them.
4: Now, was, was there a follow-up question from Mr. Doocy? Did he ask Jen Psaki, uh, who was standing on inside
2: a federal building, why she wasn't wearing a mask? Well, there was a follow-up here, but let's just, let's just stick with the original answer. Right. He signs an executive order <laughs> saying... Everyone must wear a mask on federal land or or, or across state lines if you're on a train, a plane, uh, automobile. uh, Anyway, federal lands, federal workers, federal buildings, federal everything must wear a mask. Goes to the Lincoln Memorial, doesn't wear one. Gets asked about it, and her answer is, well, he was celebrating. So what is the difference between that answer and um, any one of these governors... Who do these videos saying, hey, don't leave your house. Hey, where are you? I'm in Mexico on the beach. (laughs) This could get fun. I'm sure Jake Tapper will cover this tonight.
3: At least we can laugh while the country burns.
2: be on a Thursday night. Real America's Voice, Bruce and Fran at the controls, doing a great job. Paul Nolan's here with the news. Rick Delgado's here. Rick Amorati's going to have more sports. We're spending a lot of time. You know, I think this is something we're going to do more often as they hold these, although the way these are going, she may not hold some <laughs> of these for too much longer. Yeah. I said this yesterday. We know the press is going to mm, 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 a lot of the time. Certainly the articles and the coverage on but they're not going to be as enamored, I believe, with Biden, especially the more we get into this and the more his incompetency comes through, and the more uh, seriously these policies start to affect your life and as the anger grows in the country as we head towards the midterms, I don't, th- I don't know that the press is going to be enamored with her and him in there. Well, you I don't know. know. I-, I don't think they can keep it up because, let's face it, what are they
4: driven by? They're driven by... Eyeballs. They need people to watch. So if they're not, if there's nothing juicy, and, and Trump was really good at giving juice, anytime he was on, people watched. Whether you loved him or you hate him. If they're not going to be getting anything good, they're not going to be broadcasting it, and, and their numbers are going to go down. So they're going to need to push push them a little bit to at least get something going, because they need to draw they need to draw eyeballs to to you know their their failing news networks.
2: I mean, I'm not saying these are hard-hitting questions. Peter Doocy's questions are good. We'll replay those right now. But to hear NBC and a couple of these other ones say, well, I I don't think I heard an answer there, Jen. I mean, even that (laughs) is a little bit of a kind of an eyebrow raiser. You you just on day two. I'm sorry. Let me me just start Uh, here on unity one more time. I, I don't think I heard an answer. Where is the fig leaf? To There hasn't been even a fig leaf to Republicans yet. I mean, that's not exactly what I expected to hear on day two from the press.
3: You don't think there'll be a meeting tomorrow saying something to the effect of, um, guys, you went too hard on the new girl. We're trying to make friends over here. Everyone tone it down. He's our guy. This is not the old group. I don't know, man. I wouldn't be surprised if we hear a little, we see a little more of a tone down, a little more of a friendly media.
4: Yeah, and, but, but, and that
2: absolutely could happen.
4: But, Paul, they've already been friendly. This, this is really friendly stuff. They're not asking tough questions. No, I she's, know. She's stepping in here. She's in the batter's box with, with, uh, with slow-pitch softball, and she's unprepared. She has no bat. Right.
2: Yeah. It's so here, amazing. So let's finish Peter Deuce. Let's go back to uh, 60. We'll play that from the start one more time, Fran, from the beginning. Here's Peter Deucey from Fox. Go ahead. Roll it.
1: Why weren't President Biden and all members of the Biden family
8: masked at all times on federal lands last night? If he signed an executive order that mandates masks on federal lands at all times, at
7: the (laughs) inaugural, uh, of course, lady. I I think, Steve, he was celebrating uh, an evening uh, of a historic day in our country, and certainly he signed the mask mandate because it's a way to send a message to the American public about the importance right. of uh, wearing masks, how it can save right. tens of thousands of lives. We take a number of COVID precautions, as you know here, in terms of <laughs> testing, social distancing, mask wearing ourselves, as, um, as we do every single day. But I don't know that I have more for you on it than that.
8: But as uh, Joe Biden often talks about, uh, it is not just important the uh, example of power, but the power of our example. Was that a good example <laughs> for people who are watching who might not pay attention? Uh, normally.
7: Well, Steve, I think uh, the power of his example is also uh, the message he sends by signing 25 executive orders, including uh, almost half of them related to COVID, Uh, the requirements that we're all under every single day here to ensure we're sending that message to the public. Yesterday was a historic moment in our history. He was inaugurated as president of the United States. He was surrounded by his family. We take a number of precautions, but I don't think. I think we have big, bigger issues to to worry about at this moment in time.
2: Oh, we have bigger issues to worry about than the president following, following his own executive oh. orders because he was celebrating, Steve. He was celebrating, and we have bigger things to worry about than him not following his own uh, things. Don't worry about it. Now, if this were President Trump, what would happen? The next five questions in the room would have been. Let me follow up on my colleague, Steve, over here. You know, Jen. But no, of course not. We got no follow-up other than from him. No follow-up on it at all. If it was Trump and that had happened, the next six questions would have been, no, but Jen, how do you explain him signing an executive order and then going on to federal property and not wearing a mask? Oh, e- even better, it would turn into, you know, this
4: is just leading more people, Jen, down the road of watching the president not have a mask. They don't have a mask. And then they're going to kill people from not masking. Yeah. So th- so how many more people
2: does he need to kill before he'll wear a mask? Yeah, which, by the way, we heard that when, when the president went to some of these places and he didn't want to wear a mask on, on TV. Or then we finally saw him with the mask when he went to the VA, remember? Yeah. And it was, oh, well, thank God he's finally wearing one, so he's not killing people anymore. No, oh, no, Peter, we're, we're the elites here. Do you remember who you are? Do you remember who <laughs> we are? We don't follow our own damn rules. What's wrong with you asking me that question? Let's go one more here. I think this is also Peter Doocy. She, um, she came back to him, surprisingly, <laughs> and uh, I think this is him as well. Last one here, roll it.
8: Uh, did the transition officials know before yesterday that Amazon wanted to get involved in such a meaningful way?
7: We saw, uh, Not that I'm aware of. I'm, I'm happy to check. I mean, when the reporting came out, I asked the question, and uh, I think uh, internally, and you know what was conveyed to me, and I don't think we discussed this yesterday, was that we've had a lot of outreach, um, some privately, some publicly, from a range of businesses and private sector entities. And oh. we certainly welcome that, and uh, we'll be considering all of those offers and what makes the most sense in our uh, plans and proposals. So
8: because there are some Trump officials saying they were never offered help from Amazon, and so they're... Essentially, saying they think this was a political call for Amazon to wait while lives were hanging in the balance, but you're saying that is not the case.
7: I'm not aware of the timeline of when Amazon reached out. That sounds like a question for Amazon to me.
2: Ah, yes, a question for Amazon. Just like (laughs) it would have been a question for the vaccine makers on the day after the election that they told us, ooh, guess what? This is 95% effective. Or we can't, com- we can't come to the White House before November 3rd. Oh, but afterwards, we've got all kinds of information to release. Or, Who won? Biden won.
3: Or lowering the standard on the PCR test.
2: Oh, yeah. Biden's locked in here now. Let's just get it all
3: out there. and Oh, and let's take the blood death ticker off of CNN and every other liberal media's you know, mm-hmm. scorekeeper. Yes. And so. that was labeled COVID murders from Trump.
2: So there you go. So that was th- that's basically what happened today in the press briefing room. And um, we're going to continue to focus on this as she does these, especially if we have days like this where she has <laughs> no answers or she's lying. And um, even if she gets just the softest of a little pressure on some of these questions, if this is how it's going to go, it could get really interesting here course because we remember who she's working for she's not getting any clear answers from him he's incoherent when he speaks he's probably napping most of the day so she's either talking to Harris or Susan Rice or who knows who to try to get clear answers but um I have a lot of articles here to get to um that I didn't get to but um Town Hall today, big headline, guess what? Biden administration, yes, we are following through with a fracking ban. This is from Katie Pavlich, who I really like, um, and she's good on Twitter, and she calls it balls and strikes the way she sees it. One of very few at this point over at Fox that does that. I mean, everybody over there has just gone, I mean, it, I, uh, Chris Wallace saying that's the best speech he's <laughs> ever heard of. Insane. Get him Those out of here. like oh, reaching out
3: to the world.
2: Man. Get him out. <laughs> 6B, 30 minutes past the hour. We're going to do some news here with Paul Nolan in just a second. There's an article in the New York Post just came across. Tax filing reveals Biden cancer charity spent millions on salaries, zero on research. Someone um, alert Don Lemon tonight. He's got something he could cover here. Well, probably not.
4: <laughs> yeah, okay.
2: Yeah. Well, they, right don't, they
4: don't have to research, Dame. Didn't you hear? Biden, Biden cured cancer already. He's just
2: waiting to release it. Okay. Well, maybe... Um, Maybe they didn't need the money then. That's why they spent it on limos, planes, and charity. Right. right, uh, let's do some news uh, with Paul Nolan. What's going on, Mr. Nolan?
3: Okay, well, uh, nice poll here. It's somewhat encouraging. Over 80% of voters favor limiting power of big tech in the U.S. According to a Rasmussen poll, they asked the question, how important is it to limit the powers of big tech companies in America? And uh, very important, came in at 45% somewhat important 36 percent not very important 6 percent not at all important 2 percent and i uh, not sure 11 percent i
2: mean so we have 19 percent of the public who either doesn't have a computer lives in the woods or is just clueless pretty much okay
3: pretty much i mean i gotta be honest with you. how that's not higher than 45 percent is beyond me uh, you know what are you gonna do um, oh, yeah, here we go. I think this is interesting. Uh, top House Democrat um, James Clyburn said uh, George Bush called him the savior for boosting Biden. So yeah. uh, I think that's pretty interesting. House majority whip James uh, Clyburn, the third most powerful Democrat in the House, says former uh, vice president praised him as the savior for helping Biden get elected. And here's the quote he said. He said on the call Wednesday with reporters, Clyburn said, George Bush said to me today, you know, you're the savior because if you had not endorsed Biden, we would not be having the transfer of power today. He said to me that Joe Biden was the only one who could have defeated the incumbent president. So uh, I'm not sure uh, if that was spoken like a true. Oh, that's right. Bush is in a Republican.
2: Yeah, he's a, he's a never-Trump hater um, that lines up with, you know, like Colin Powell and uh, all the, who's left the Republican Party like nine times. All the war criminals, they're all just war criminals. Yeah, Kelly all and Mattis and all, all of the generals who, uh, you know, left the administration and then trashed the, the commander-in-chief. Bush lines up, uh, you know, on that part of the... He's always, but, he, but uh, you know, the sad thing is that when you think back on it, if it wasn't for Clyburn, Biden would have never even made it out of South Carolina. South Carolina was his firewall. That was it. He had to win that or he was done. When without Clyburn, he doesn't win there. Wow. I, can remember, I can remember Harry calling me from the campaign trail saying, Biden's bus broke down in Iowa, and they don't even have enough money to fix it. They didn't even sure if he was going to even make it to South Carolina. The, the campaign had zero dollars in the bank. I mean, they were on... So it's, without Clyburn, he, he's, he's um, you know.
4: You, you don't think the rest of the Democratic Party would have stepped up and said, okay, you know what, we got to prop this guy up. We can't let Bernie get in because he's, he's not of our ilk, so to speak. He wants to burn us all down. At least Joe is going to keep the elites in power.
2: No, I don't think he would have made it out of South Carolina without Clyburn, and really? I think after that he would have been done.
4: Because they would have, you don't think they would have fixed the election? Oh, that's right. They did that. That's funny. All right. What else, Paul?
3: <laughs> I'm with you, Rick. <laughs> uh, Georgia Republican. Uh,
2: okay. So hold on. Explain to me the two of you how he gets out of South Carolina without Cl- if Clyburn never says anything to the voters. It doesn't oh. see. It didn't matter
4: how many votes he got. They were going to push him through to the end. What we're saying is the thing was a rigged job
3: from Jump right. Street, so Biden can take his own. No, 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 no. But Obama. you're talking.
2: I'm talking about the Democratic primary in South Carolina. Now right. it's not a general election. It's just Democrats voting without Clyburn going to love bat to, I for would, him.
3: Okay, so let's get into it. All right. I want to see the <laughs> RNC and the DNC, and I want to see them open up all their books, and I want it to be, everything's got to be transparent because they're two of the most rigged and, and corrupted clubs, and that's why there is no chance of anybody they don't want as their puppet winning winning. Right.
2: Yeah. And now you, f- now you factor in all these rigged machines and... and, and right, but voters. isn't Clyburn, isn't that the point? That's, that's the point. Clyburn went to bat for him because he was their, their guy. Yeah, but what we're saying is even if Clyburn didn't go to
4: bat for him... He doesn't win in there. Yeah, he doesn't win in South Carolina, but it wouldn't have mattered. They
2: wanted of him it as their mattered. guy. He couldn't raise a dollar.
4: But, but, but they wanted him as their guy. He would have survived no matter what. We're saying that this is not an election, it's a selection. Right.
3: All right, anyway, let's move on because okay, with, what else we're beating a dead news. horse. Let's go to something more fun. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene um, is filing uh, articles of impeachment against uh, Biden.
2: She did that today. She
3: did it today. Yeah, she said uh, that um, the move from the Peach State freshman member came on Biden's first full day in office as she was sworn into the forty-sixth as he was sworn forty-sixth president of the United States Wednesday. And she President Joe Biden is unfit to hold office of presidency. His pattern of abuse of power as President Obama's vice president is lengthy and disturbing. President Biden has demonstrated that he will do whatever it takes to bail out his son Hunter and line his family's pockets with cash from foreign energy companies. President Biden is even on tape admitting to a quid pro quo with Ukrainian government threatening to withhold $1 billion in foreign aid if they did not... Do his bidding, President Biden residing in the White House is a threat to national security and he must be immediately impeached. Now, I just wish we could just drop the word Trump in there and imagine how long this would last. He would have been out in three weeks. I mean, this is just, let's see what happens. Oh, that's right. Nothing.
2: Well, we'll see what happens. You know, she's a new freshman member of Congress, so I can't imagine this going too far because... Well, there, I mean, there's obviously clearly not the votes there. So this is, by the way, I mean, that, that's what they do, right? They do a lot of things for show just to put it out there. So, I mean, try to play ball and kick the tires around, but clearly it's not going anywhere. And um, she'll come under attack. I'm sure by some in her own party as well. Mitch McConnell, I'm sure.
4: Oh, yeah. Adam Kinzinger? You can, oh, you
2: can for count him. Sure, for yeah. sure. You know who they, the, the Wolf, usual suspects are. So. The
3: What's the guy from uh, Maryland?
2: Hogan? Well, he's the governor. Oh, yeah, right, governor. Uh, Legal Insurrection is reporting tonight that Senate Republicans negotiating terms of unconstitutional post-departure Trump impeachment trial. So speaking of um, Mitch McConnell... The Democrats plan to put Donald Trump on trial, even though he is no longer in office. It's plainly unconstitutional for reasons explained in prior articles. The arguments in favor of a post-departure Senate trial are convoluted at best, whereas the argument against simply looks, looking at the text of the Constitution, there are arguments that in a small number of non-presidential cases the Senate attempted a post-departure impeachment trial. But those instances are not really on point. And in any event, because the Senate, on a small number of prior occasions, may have unconstitutionally grabbed power, does not justify doing it again here. The New York Times reports that Senate Republicans, now just listen to this, are negotiating the terms of this unconstitutional trial. Senator Mitch McConnell of Kentucky, the Republican leader, unfortunately, told senators on Thursday that he planned to ask Democrats to delay the start of former President Donald J. Trump's impeachment trial until early February to allow Mr. Trump's legal team time to prepare a defense, according to a person familiar with his remarks. The proposal emerged as Mr. McConnell and Senator Chuck Schumer Democrat of New York and the now majority leader ugh, haggled privately behind the scenes over the timing and structure of the proceeding and Speaker Nancy Pelosi refused again to say when she would transmit the impeachment charge to the Senate. Once a trial gets underway, lawmakers in both chambers agree it should move quickly. There is nothing to negotiate. The trial would be unconstitutional and illegitimate regardless of when it starts, how long it takes, when they do it, where it happens, it doesn't matter. Whatever you think of Trump, the Capitol Hill riot or the election, it's unconstitutional, period. Um, And I've listened to everybody from Jonathan Turley to Alan Dershowitz to, of course, the smartest one of them all, the great one Levin, talk about this, that it's just preposterous, the idea that they think this is that they can do this, number one, and that it somehow would be constitutional to a private citizen who is no longer in office to be removed from. But to me, this is just a bigger reflection on the Republican leadership. The fact that this is even... Because even though Chuck Schumer's in charge, either you think you have the votes or you don't. Now, again... Just like we were talking about with Green doing the articles of impeachment, is it for show? Most likely. Do you think do you put it past Schumer to do all this for show, whether he thought he had the the votes or not? Of course not. They'll do it in two seconds. She was asked about it today in the briefing room. Couldn't even come up with a coherent answer. Well, well, they could work half the day on this and half the day on that. I mean, it's it's absolutely crazy. So.
4: And what do you think? Do you think they'll allow, if they even go through with this, a defense? Or will they just vote on it? And that'll be that. So there'll be no chance for a defense. Because we're all seeing all the evidence coming out that there was a lot of planning that went into this. It was not some Benghazi, oh, just a couple of guys out, thought they'd uh, you know attack an embassy or attack a capital. This was a planned out attack. And they're seeing a lot more of this information slide out so why would they even give him the opportunity to defend himself because then all that stuff is going to come out maybe they'll just go straight to a vote up or down and therefore you know the republicans can say well you know uh there was no evidence presented so we had a vote
2: i don't think nancy can let uh, trump go no you want my honest opinion
4: she's got a crush
2: and um She's got Schumer on a whip, so she'll, you know, she'll kick his ass all around if she has to. I they can't let, they just, it, it's, um, you know, it's TDS on top of TDS on top of TDS. She can't on let top him of go. STD.
4: He's living rent-free in their heads and they can't
3: take
2: it. That's you know, exactly it's, right. Exactly. What's
3: scary, she really does look like the kind of person who's not happy unless she's miserably making someone even more miserable. Yeah. Right.
2: She has to project her miserable... Uh, self onto him he's he's the forever target for her she she cannot get past it and she's not the only one by the way there's people in the media who'll never get past it you can watch <laughs> msnbc almost at any time of the day just turn it on just pick a time turn it on it's going to be something trump they, it, they just no matter how long away we get from his administration they'll never let it go no the january 6th thing will never be let go no Him overall as a person will never her her hatred will never be let go because she still doesn't feel like she's gotten them yet. Right. Every day they woke up, how do we get them? The press, same thing. How do we get them? Get them, get (laughs) them today in there.
4: And and you still got Schiff talking about Russian collusion
2: and and the peepee hoax and all that stuff. Oh (laughs) oh my my god! Give it up. (laughs) New emails today. We got them. Give it up. Well, they never got them, and they'll. uh, That's what's going to drive them. Even this.
9: is Rick Rowdy What's going on, pal? All right, big dig. Uh, PGA back in action. American Express Tournament, January 21st to the 24th, La Quinta Country Club, La Quinta, California. And uh, for the first round, Brandon Hage leads everyone with an eight under that he shot today for a total of 64. So good start there. We'll keep an eye on that. Capitals Alex Ovechkin and three others out at least four games due to COVID-19. Uh, per Tom Gulati of the league's official website, Ovechkin, Senator Ivegni, uh, Evgeny um, Kuznetsov, Illinois um, Ilya Samisanov and uh, Dmitry Orlov will be out through at least the the night of January 28th. The players were in in contact with an infected individual, but head coach Peter Laviolette didn't say if any of the four have yet tested positive for COVID-19. Washington hosts the Buffalo Sabres on Friday and Sunday, and then welcomes our New York Islanders on Tuesday and next Thursday. And uh, President Trump declares UFC championship belt in final, final financial disclosure as president. In his final financial disclosure report released after departing office, former President Donald Trump declared the UFC championship belt that was given to him by Colby Covington the report obtained by the New York Times lists the championship belt under gifts and travel reimbursements and values at $650. The belt, which was presumably given to him by Covington during their Oval Office meeting in August of 2018, carries the same value as the replica belts sold in the UFC's online store. Um, during the reportedly hour-long Oval Office visit in 2018, Covington replaced uh, posed alongside Trump and UFC President uh, Dan- Dana White, who also was in attendance that day. Covington uh, later claimed to have given Trump his actual belt during the meeting quote uh covington said trump was really cool he said he kept calling me champ as soon as i gave him the belt he tried to give it back to me i told him mr president this belt is for you you are the champion of the american people you are making this country great again so i thought that was a good you know kind of a closing sports story with the president big d i wanted to share
2: okay very good uh thanks rick that is a good story uh he went to a ufc fight trump Uh, the families they're into it yeah they're into it. Uh, big UFC this weekend. McGregor Poirier, come on, let's big. get it on. I'm going to take
3: the doggy in that one. I'm going to take the hope for the for the punches chance.
2: Yeah, he's so What's, what's the big? fun of laying He's three a to different one. fighter than he was seven years ago. Whatever it was, what you, you can't got big, bet three
3: hundred dollars for hundred. You know what I mean? That's yeah, you fun. can't you
2: can't lay that. That's unbettable. Yeah. yeah, I
3: mean you want, I'd honestly, I I love McGregor.
9: I'm such a fan. I just, he's such a riot. I hope he wins. I want to see this going, and maybe he'll fight uh, in a Margaret Meddle or something like that. I don't know. You
2: can get crushed again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who do you All got, right.
9: Big D? <laughs> um, I'm sorry? Who are you taking on the fight Saturday night? Well, I'm taking
2: McGregor. Yeah. Okay. But I don't think he's going to, I don't think it's a wipeout. It could be a decision. Okay. Poirier going to be tougher than the last time. That's my, that's what I think. Okay. If I was going to play it, I'd be with Paul. I'd take the dog.
3: Okay. Yeah. This, you know,
2: you can't yeah.
4: lay three to one on no, a chance can't. like that. No, I, I'll take the, uh, the little Asian lady against the real big fat guy.
2: <laughs> 550 <that> pounds. <laughs> no, I don't remember that one. Yeah, I remember that story. Okay. All right, so um, Joe Biden, we got one more clip here. And I, I bring you this because, again, I compare it to the way the former president was treated. And if you remember when this um, whole COVID thing started to gain some steam, this is 63, uh, friend. Um, the president closed down travel from um, China. Do you remember that? I I do. Okay, Rick. Do you remember that? Yep. Now Joe Biden was um was not the president then. Obviously, he was barely a candidate. Do you remember what he called the president for shutting down travel from China? A uh, xenophobe. Oh, Z- xenophobe. Uh, yes. Good word. Very good. Here's Joe Biden um putting in some new regulations here today. Roll that. Today I signed an executive action. It requires masks and
0: social distancing on federal property. Today, we'll be signing an additional ex- executive action <laughs> to extend masking requirements on interstate travel, like on trains, planes, and buses. Hmm. And in light of the new COVID variants that we're, you're learning about, we are we're, we are in, we're instituting now a new measure for individuals flying into the United States from other countries. Oh. In addition to wearing masks, everyone flying to the United States from another country will need to test before they get on that plane, Ooh. before they depart, and quarantine when they arrive in America.
2: Well, geez, that doesn't sound too nice. Will they
3: be going to a death camp? <laughs> well, will they be quarantining if they. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, well, what happening. would
2: you call that? I mean, what would you call that? That's not exactly shutting down travel i guess unless you you test that um well i don't know how do they decide whether you're cleared to go who who lets who lets them know if they can come to the country or not
4: and and how long are they supposed to quarantine what if they're only in for three days maybe a nice weekend they they figure hey you know what let's let's go travel let's take a little trip honey
2: yeah now i wonder if anyone will call him names on this anybody no euler no 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 chance well, I just thought that was interesting because I don't know. I mean, Joe seems – it's always, you know, the view always good from the cheap seats, as they say. The view is always good from the cheap seats. You know, you can throw the names around, call them things. But now when, you, when you're handed the, the uh, baton, and now you've got to run with it. How many people died on your watch today? Oh, you got to close down travel. Oh, you people can't come here now under certain stipulations. Is, is that xenophobic? Is it going to be certain people that uh, we're going to be watching more than others from different parts of the world, Joe? What is it? I'm sure we're not going to get those questions or answers. All right, so one more uh, time here. The other part of Joe's day today was, of course, or this was actually yesterday, told everybody that's going to go to work for him. Well, if I catch you not being nice, you're, um, well, your ass is going to get fired on the spot. And that would be uh, the basis of today's crazy town. And I ran it once. And we'll wrap it up one more time with it. Here it is. One more time. Roll it, friend.
0: But I'm not joking when I say this. Okay. If you're ever working with me and I hear you treat another colleague with disrespect. Look, Pat, look, here's the deal. You're forced. You're a You're a damn liar, man. That's your word straight, Jack. And I hear you treat another colleague with disrespect. Talk down to someone. I probably have a much higher IQ than you do. Why, 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 why you're getting nervous, man? If you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump and you ain't black, talk down to someone. I promise you, I will fire you on the spot. You're a line dog-faced pony soldier. Unlike the African-American community, with notable exceptions, <laughs> the Latino community is an incredibly diverse community. Oh, thank you, thank on you. On the spot. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. You cannot go to a 7-Eleven or a Dunkin' Donuts unless you have a slight Indian accent. <laughs> on the spot. No person? ifs, ands, or buts. This isn't a political statement, like those ugly folks over there. You're fired. You're fired Everybody again. I'm trying to be treated with decency and dignity.
2: <laughs> just clap for that, right you right stupid bastard. Oh, you. Joe, you're fired like sixteen damn times. <laughs> Holy cow. You're, you're fired, Joe. You're fired. Oh man. I mean, is he, I mean, talk about just kicking the door open for. I mean, for someone talented like A64 Films there on Twitter.
3: Wouldn't it be great if late night comedy shows were funny and they made fun of this? Yes. Teams of professional writers stabbing at this? They're too liberal now. Boy.
4: Nah, they have no talent anymore. They've sold <sighs> themselves.
2: The well, Lord. no, they're too busy telling us, I went for a run this morning and the air was just, I could sense the, the racism has left the country. Yeah, <sighs> I yes. felt like Joe Biden's arms were embracing me. Yes, David Chalion, the political director. It's like Biden's arms are reaching out, the lights are across. <laughs> <laughs> it's unbelievable. I don't know. I don't know. Oh so my. here we go. That's day two. <laughs> three, three years, uh, 362, three days left, whatever it is. <laughs> How many days in a year? 365? 365. Could've 363
9: fun. left. There you go two down three sixty three (laughs) to (laughs) go there you go so uh, what can
2: you do all right as always we salute our military active and active police firefighters first responders everybody on the front lines thanks bruce great job friend great job thanks guys on the show thanks real america's voice most of all thank you the live from studio 6b audience we'll check on big g and hopefully we will see you tomorrow night 8 p.m right here real america's voice we'll see you then a job. Course.